Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dr. Movie, the podcast on wheels. Well, somebody was just honking there. Did you hear that? Uh, this is a, uh, a show that I record while I'm driving uh, either to or from work. I have an hour and ten minute drive to work. And I thought, what a perfect time to do something like this. Uh, back in the day, I had a show called Under My Wheels. And uh, that was a lot of fun, too. It's kind of the, the idea behind this as well. But it was a momentous occasion when I was doing that show. And I hit 100,000 miles in my 2015 Chevy Spark. That's right. I drive a little Chevy Spark to work because it's good on gas. And it's little, it's blue, and it's got the single antenna on front, like right above the, the windshield. So I call it the blue unicorn. <laughs> so uh, all hail the blue unicorn, who is now at 219,000 miles. So yeah, it's been a little while. I drive a lot, folks. So again, perfect opportunity to talk about some movies. And I just got through watching the brand new movie from 2022, Barbarian. And I have to say, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think this is going to be a real divisive movie here. I think it's really going to be split between the camp because I think a lot of people are really going to enjoy it because it is something different. And then on the other side, I think it's different enough that people won't like it either. Kind of hard to describe. I will say that it really feels like, to me, because I grew up with 70s and 80s horror flicks, it feels like a mid to late 70s movie as far as the actual story. Now, I'm not saying it looks like a movie from that time. It feels like the story moves kind of like a movie from that time that I, I think. So that already made me interested. If you listened to the last episode, you heard me talk about how much I enjoy movies that are hard to classify, music that's hard to classify. You can't really stick them in, in completely in one camp or the other as far as genres. Uh, this one is a legit horror movie, no doubt about it. And it's kind of a slow burn, and you feel like you know where it's going, and it's very misleading, and that's what I like about it. I found this movie really, really interesting. Was it scary? Yeah, it had... It had a few moments in there, right? Uh, it does a good job of keeping you in suspense, not really knowing what's going on. You're kind of sheltered from everything. And the tension really builds slowly on this one. I think the acting is superb. Uh, I don't know. I was really, really impressed with this movie. Uh, you follow our main character... And she's coming to visit Detroit, of all places. Take them to Detroit, right? <laughs> the murder capital of, of the world at the time. Uh, back in the 70s, anyways. Uh, that's from Kentucky Fried Movie, if you don't know where, where I'm quoting that from. But uh, visiting Detroit, which is, you know, in areas has become a ghost town because of the lack of work, things like that. So you kind of get that aspect of it. It's a perfect location to do something like this. So I really think they nailed the idea of it being in this isolated part of a town that is pretty much a ghost town. All the houses are run down, rough-looking area. 
Uh, she's going for an interview for a job, and even when she goes for the interview of the job, they're even saying, you know, that's a very dangerous place you're in. You probably don't need to hang around there, right? So she goes to this Airbnb. It's middle of the night. It's raining like crazy. She's punching the code that she was given on the phone call of how to get in the house on stuff, and it doesn't work. She gets back in her car and notices a light come on in the house. And she sees somebody moving around in there and, and, and goes to the door, and a guy opens the door, and it's just a dude, and he's staying there. So there was some confusion on who was supposed to be staying there. Uh... He invites her in, says must be some big mistake. It's late at night. The weather's rough. Why don't you just stay here? You can have the bedroom. I'll sleep on the couch. Everything's good. And obviously she's very weary of the guy because she doesn't believe he's supposed to be there, but he shows the, the information on his phone and stuff. And it seems like everything's legit for now. And the tension keeps lessening between these two up to a certain point. And then something triggers that. I'm not going to give it away because, again, the whole point is to watch this movie. And then the tension between the two really starts growing again. And let's just say there's some secrets in that house. Uh, she starts finding rooms that are down in the basement that lead to something. Uh, very, very creepy. Uh, there's actually one room that's that's got a, a sold bed. I mean, it looks terrible. It's got a bed in it and a bucket for like a bathroom or a toilet and a video camera. So, you know, there's only two people in this house and this room is set up obviously for something terrible. Um, so, I'm not going to give too much more away as far as that aspect of it, but what's interesting about this movie is you're following their storyline and everything that's happening there, and then it breaks away to another storyline. And this is what made it interesting to me, because you're not just stuck with the same location all the time. And this guy's driving around in a Porsche, it looks like, singing. Obviously, he's out in L.A., New York. I'm going to assume L.A. because it's got his top down and he's cruising. Uh, typical L.A. lifestyle, right? That's what I think of. And it's the dude from the Dell commercials. You know who I'm talking about. I can't think of his name at the moment. But uh, he's been in several flip flicks lately. Uh, and... He's a either movie producer or movie director. He's involved with this new show that's coming out. And he's having a conference call that pops up. And comes to find out that he is being thrown a lawsuit because a, a lady that he ended up being around is suing him for sexual assault. And, you know don't really know the details. They don't give it. They just tell him while they're talking on the phone he needs to be careful about what he says because obviously the phone call is either being recorded or whatever. So 
there's, you know, obviously things are going wrong for this guy. Now, did he do it or did he not? You want to believe that he didn't. But what he finds out is now he's in a financial crush. Um, it's actually two lawsuits that he's having to pay for at about 70 grand a piece. And he's trying to figure out from his lawyer where does that put him financially and the lawyer tells him within three months you'll be flat broke and then the lawyer also tells him I'm not going to represent you anymore either so everything is falling apart on this guy and he starts digging around and realizes that he owns some property in Detroit, Michigan <gasps> imagine that, right? you got to bring the story in somehow and uh, so he is the rightful owner of this house that the first story is going on in. So he decides to make a trip. Uh, I don't know that he's supposed to go out of state with all this lawsuit and everything that's going on, the accusations, but he does. And he gets to the house and he's trying to figure out what's going on because there's obviously been people in his house. Uh, there's stuff laying around. And he's trying to figure out what's happened here. Um, in his mind, he's trying to figure out, you know, uh, he ends up going downstairs into the basement and realizing there's extra rooms. So he does a little research to say, hey, can you upscale the, the property cost by, you know, showing that there's these extra rooms attached to your house all this kind of stuff. So he's looking at trying to upsell the house, get more money out of it. And yeah, he gets excited because you can. And remember I mentioned that room earlier that was disgusting. Well, he's going down here with a tape measure and he's measuring all the rooms, writing down dimensions or trying to remember them. Then he notices it just keeps going down this hallway and it just keeps going deeper and deeper and runs into something down there that he'd wish he never would have. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, there's also another side story that happens that uh, I haven't really put together in my head yet how it really works into the story. But we're following this guy in his car. He goes to a grocery store and he's asking for all kinds of baby supplies. Rubber gloves, diapers, all these things. And this lady's helping him, you know. So uh, you just have one up, it's not here yet. Okay, so they've got this conversation going on. So he's preparing, he's got all this baby equipment and he's putting it in the, in the trunk of his car and you see him driving somewhere else. And he ends up stopping. He's watching this lady get out of her car at home. So it's like he's stalking her. And obviously, she's pregnant. And uh, he pulls a Henry Lee Lucas on her. He puts on a, an outfit like he's there from the water department. And they've been having some issues with the water pressure and all this stuff and he wanted to come in and do a little inspection he goes to the bathroom, checks the water then he also unlocks the window then he goes back out and says if you have any problem just make sure you let us know 
So now he's created a way for him to get back into the house. Creepy stuff, right? I'm not going to give you much more on this. I'm just going to tell you that all of this, all three stories, evolve around one thing that's happening in this house. And again, that's what I like about it. And it is. It is a very slow burn. And some of you might like the idea of what's happening here. And and I think, again, this is the divisive part. I don't think some people will. Because some of the elements kind of remind you of some other movies that came out that didn't do so well when they bring this kind of element into it. But uh, I like this one. I do. Uh, the other ones that are in the same ballpark, I'm not as big of a fan of. But I, I like the way this one is done. And I really like the way that it shows the strengths and the weaknesses of the people in this story. And who you want to believe, you shouldn't believe. You're rooting for certain people. They let you down. And that's pretty much this story in a nutshell. Uh... Again, it, it it feels like this story is a concoction of two or three movies from the mid to late 70s. Uh, not to give anything away, but there's a movie back then called The Baby. <laughs> like, that doesn't give it away. That uh, I feel like they pulled a little from. Uh, there's some, some movies that maybe Donald Pleasant's would have been in back in that time frame that this kind of reflects on too as well. Um, so I can tell where some of these flavors are coming from that's in this. But, uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I think it's well done. Uh, I think the acting is good enough that it keeps you involved. Uh, good, you know, chemistry between the characters. It's just got that kind of ending that, again, I think is going to be divisive. So, you don't have to take my word for it, but just go check it out for yourself. I recommend it. Uh, Is it going to blow your socks off at the end? Probably not. But if you want a good, solid movie to fill the gap and something that's just a little different, this is a good movie to check out. So, do that, won't you? All right, folks. That's it for this episode. We will check you later.